0: Radios.com, check, check, by 2
1: recorded almost live
0: Rock Hill, South Carolina, it's the two-way radio show. And welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya, and this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about radios that operate on 900 megahertz frequencies. We'll learn how they work, the pros and cons of using these radios, and who can legally use them. We'll also take some of your questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialist. Not long ago, we received a comment from someone who said that a certain series of Motorola radios were intended for business use only, and they were not allowed or legal for use by consumers. This was an interesting statement and one that was not specifically backed up by the manufacturer. Since the radios in question operate on 900 MHz frequencies, is he correct? To find out, we need to first ask the very basic question about the technology itself. What exactly is a 900 MHz radio? 900 MHz two-way radios operate on the ISM band. ISM stands for Industrial, Scientific, and Medical. This radio band is intended for the use of radio frequencies for such devices as microwave ovens and some medical equipment. 900 MHz two-way radios operate on the same frequency range used by many cordless phones that were popular in the 1990s. This is a digital technology. Now, it's not like DMR or NXDN digital radios, this is something different. They are often used for short-range business communications. However, they are also often used by some consumers as well. We'll get to the question of consumer use a bit later. First, let's talk about how a 900 megahertz radio works and some of the advantages and disadvantages of using these types of radios. 900 MHz radios typically use frequency hopping spread spectrum technology. This is also known as FHSS. FHSS technology uses an algorithm of frequency hopping within the band to communicate, meaning they sort of jump around the band, so to speak. And only other 900 MHz digital radios using the same algorithm can communicate with them. An example of this is to start a communication on one frequency, then moving it to a different frequency, and moving it maybe several times over on different frequencies within that 900 megahertz band in the same transmission or reception. This can happen very, very quickly. It can happen... A number of times within a minute or so. It could happen a number of times within seconds. In any case, this transmission is bouncing around from one frequency to another during the transmission or the reception. This provides a higher level of both privacy and security that you won't find from radios and other services. FHSS technology provides private communications that are free from interference from other operators, for the most part. However, these radios can also be prone to interference from other devices on the ISM band, and other devices on the ISM band can be affected by transmissions from an FHSS radio. These radios can have hundreds, thousands, Millions of channels or more. And some models feature the ability to store hundreds of contacts and even call logs to track incoming and outgoing calls. They also allow flexible calling options, such as one-to-one private calls and group calls. After all, it is basically a digital radio. Now, there are some advantages and disadvantages to these 900 MHz radios. Let's go over a few of them right now. Let's list the advantages first. One of the biggest advantages to using a 900 MHz radio is that no license is required. It's essentially license-free. There are no age restrictions to using these radios. Anyone can use them, young or old. They're freely available for use by anyone of any age. They can be used by consumers and businesses. More channels? That provides for more channels, lots of channels, potentially billions of channels. In fact, there was one company called Trisquare that once offered a model that had up to 10 billion channels. Billion, with a B. The range is roughly equal and sometimes potentially greater than their analog equivalents. They're limited to one watt. The FCC limits 900 megahertz radios to one watt. However, there are a lot of radios in the FRS category, particularly the bubble pack radios, and sometimes even some of the GMRS radios of uh, the lower tier, that are one watt or less, and sometimes considerably less. Having said that, the range is still roughly equal and sometimes greater on that one watt with a 900 megahertz radio than with the typical bubble pack FRS or GMRS radio. And one of the reasons for this is because of the fact that it has greater penetration. It's able to penetrate steel and concrete a lot more easily than radios on a lower frequencies. A lot of the FRS, the GMRS radios, some of those other UHF radios operate, uh, you know, in the 400 uh, megahertz band. This is the 900 megahertz band that we're talking about. Big difference. Also, because it's a digital radio, essentially, it provides digital quality audio, which can be a great advantage over analog radios of that type. Uh, The digital quality audio is going to be uh, generally a lot clearer. The digital quality audio is going to surpass the quality of your typical analog radio. No doubt about that. So you have a lot of advantages there. License-free, no age restrictions, can be used by consumers or businesses, pretty much anyone. Lots and lots of channels available greater privacy, a lot of features that are found on cell phones and other types of digital radios, and the range can be better than the typical uh, one-watt analog radio and its digital-quality audio. A lot of advantages there. Hard to beat that, right? Well, hold on for just a minute because... It also has its fair of disadvantages as well, because you're thinking with all these advantages uh, To this radio, why wouldn't everybody switch to 900 megahertz digital radios? Wait till you hear the disadvantages. There are a few And uh, the ones that we have on the list here are uh, Pretty substantially limiting in some ways First of all These are low-power devices. Once again, one watt. That's the max from the FCC. So if you're looking to get a radio, say a GMRS radio that's five watts, well, you you can't go five watts with one of these. Or a digital radio, a DMR radio, uh, an NXDN radio that is capable of five watts or better. Can't do it. Limited to one watt. That's it. Another disadvantage is that this type of radio, being of a very high frequency, is really better suited for indoor use rather than outdoors. Now, once again, because it can penetrate concrete and steel a lot better than some of the radios on the uh, lower frequencies, like in the 400 to 450 megahertz band or the 462 to 467 megahertz band, these radios can penetrate... uh, those types of materials, concrete and steel, much better, which means that they can actually potentially have greater coverage inside a building than their analog counterparts. So that's really an advantage. However, however, it is still better for indoor use than outdoors. When you get outdoors, things change a little bit with that. And you're going to find typically that your GMRS radios or your ham radios operating in the 70 centimeter band are probably going to perform much better than that one watt radio uh, in 900 megahertz. So there's a bit of a trade-off here. Also another disadvantage here is that there's no FCC regulatory protection with this band. What that means is, there are no guarantees that there will not be interference from other devices. It also means that there are no guarantees that your radio might not interfere with other devices that are using the ISM band. So essentially, it's a little bit of a wild card there. Now, granted, with all the frequency hopping going on, you may not really have any issues for the most part with interference, and when I say issues with interference, I mean you're you're generally not going to have too many issues with interference from other people talking on those channels. However, you're still going to have an issue with potential interference from other devices that use that same band, which means that they could cut into your signal altogether. Or you might cut into their signal. Somewhat. So there is that trade off. Again, there's no FCC regulatory protection at this point for those devices. Also, you're limited to specific frequencies on the 900 megahertz band. 900 megahertz radios are typically, I believe, going to operate between 902 to 928 megahertz. What this means is that you have a very, very limited range of frequencies that you can use. Also, you can't pick and choose these frequencies. You can't program frequencies into this radio, this type of radio. You're limited to whatever frequency range or whatever specific frequencies are pre-programmed into these radios by the manufacturer. That is a bit of a trade-off. And, yes, there are not that many frequencies there. However, keep in mind, once again, we're talking about f h s s technology, which means that with billions of channels available to you on those limited number of frequencies, you are pretty much uh, you're not I wouldn't say guaranteed, but you, there's a pretty good chance that no one else on the same frequency is going to interfere with your frequency using the same 900 megahertz radio. Unless, of course, you're using the same radio on the same channel. This gets into the proprietary technologies for HSS. The different brands, the different manufacturers, such as Motorola, they use proprietary technologies for communications using FHSS algorithms. The algorithm that... Motorola uses, for example, may not be compatible with a 900 megahertz FHSS algorithm used by another brand or by another manufacturer. In fact, it's almost pretty much guaranteed it won't because Motorola doesn't make their FHSS algorithms publicly available. So other brands and other manufacturers can't necessarily use them or utilize them in their radios to communicate with the Motorola's. This is kind of a mixed bag here. On the one hand, it means you've got greater privacy and greater security using your radios from the same brand, from the same manufacturer, same model. You've got greater privacy, greater security. On the other hand, it also means that you can't necessarily talk another 900 megahertz radio from another manufacturer so what that really comes down to is that if you're going to purchase a 900 megahertz radio this means that you're going to have to make a decision what manufacturer what brand you're going to go with and pretty much stick to that brand here's where the 900 megahertz radio um, both shines and also becomes a bit of a bit problematic. So this is why this is why 900 megahertz radios are not that widely used by consumers in the marketplace. You kind of have to pick a brand and you're stuck with it, pretty much for the most part. Now, having said that, there are some popular 900 MHz radios that are used by a lot of businesses and consumers overall. Uh, For instance, the Motorola DLR series radios. This includes the DLR-1020 and the DLR-1060. They're popular radios, and they're also compatible with the Motorola DTR-600 and DTR-700 radios. This also includes the DTR-410 and the DTR-550, older radios that were discontinued, but people still use them and they are compatible with those older models. If you use Motorola DTR or DLR radios and that's exclusive for you and for whatever your business uh, is or or your commercial enterprise or your, your personal Uh, operations are concerned, you're fine. You're fine. Because the Motorola's, because they're using their own proprietary FHSS algorithms, they're going to talk with each other and that's not really an issue. Where you get the issue is when you're talking about, well, there are not too many other brands out there right now that are uh, using 900 megahertz radios or that offer 900 megahertz radios, but there are one or two. But this means that If you're going to go with that brand, you're going to have to pretty much stick with that brand for the most part. Motorola has a new radio out called the Curve, the Motorola Curve DLR-110. This is also completely compatible with the DLR series and the DTR series radios. So if you're looking to get the Curve, uh, you're good. You're good right there. Motorola also has, and this is interesting, They also offer a call box, an indoor call box for the DTR and the DLR series radios. And this is called the CB300D. This is a call box that is used by, you know, retailers and and, uh, some some other uh, business entities, sometimes commercial uh, enterprises. This is compatible with the DTR and the DLR series radios. Totally 900 megahertz digital, and uh, it should work great with that. A good option if you're looking for privacy and security with a call box. There is one other disadvantage that I didn't mention at the very beginning, and I shouldn't mention now, is that because these are one watt radios and they're limited in uh, the range, this means that unlike the analog radios. The analog business radios, or the analog uh, uh, consumer radios, and even the digital radios like the DMR and the NXDN type digital radios, which are for the most part uh, repeater capable, these 900 megahertz radios are not repeater capable. In other words, you can't really ex- you can't really use a repeaters on these radios. However. There is a digital range extender, which can be used. this DRX digital range extender from uh, it's offered by Motorola. This is compatible with the DLR and the DTR series radios. So while it's not a full-fledged repeater in the sense of what you the analog and the digital radios uh, are using out in the field, so to speak, it is, it is a kind of a repeater of sorts. It's it it extends the it allows you to extend the range of those series radios, so can, you can at least expand your coverage area somewhat. There are some limitations to that. There are some uh, some advantages and disadvantages to using that type of range extender. And once again, it's exclusive to those Motorola radios. However, it is an option. So having covered pretty much the, uh, the technology itself, what a 900 megahertz radio is, how it works, and the advantages and the disadvantages of using them, now we get back to the question. We come full circle and we ask, can consumers use 900 megahertz radios? Well, we received a comment from someone who said that the Motorola 900 MHz radios were intended for business use only and were not allowed for use by consumers. And I can understand why they might think that way. Because, well, Motorola is aiming those radios specifically at businesses. But while some radios for businesses are not really intended for consumer use, In the case of 900 MHz radios, this is simply not true. While the Motorola DLR and DTR series radios are aimed at the business and commercial markets, there is no law and there is no rule that they can't be used by the general public. In fact, there is a niche of consumers who do use them for personal applications, and for a myriad of reasons, many of which we mentioned in the advantages earlier in the show. Of course, these radios are not priced for personal or consumer use because they're aimed at businesses. In summary, 900 MHz radios that use FHSS technology provide digital features and more secure comms with comparable or even slightly better range than some analog radios on about the same power level. However, it's not for every application or situation. These radios are typically more expensive than their analog counterparts, however they are a viable option for those who want greater privacy and digital quality audio. They're also license-free and they are legal for business or personal use. All right, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our first question comes from Travis, and he's asking about the Ocean KGQ10H, quad-band handheld amateur radio. Travis wants to know, what is the approximate maximum watt output on 6 meters? And that's from Travis. Well, Travis, the maximum output on six meters is six watts. In fact, it's six watts on pretty much all of the bands except the 1.25 meter band. It's only three watts there. Six watts everywhere else. Our next one is a comment from Todd, and he's commenting on the Ocean KGUV8H. Todd is letting us know that the KGUV8H is now supported on Chirp Next. And uh, that's good information, Todd. Uh, thanks a lot for passing that along to us. And for those who weren't aware of it, yes, the KGUV8H is now supported on Chirp Next. And our last one comes from Carpy. Carpy wants to know about a specific CTCSs tone in the Midland MXT275. Carpy says, I have a local repeater that I have permission to use. The CTCSS code is 67.0, and according to the Midland conversion chart, they do not have 67.0. They only have 67.09, code 1. Is there something I am missing? And that's from Carpy. Well, Carpy, 67.0 is a pretty standard assignment for Tone 1 across the board, and I'm not aware of any CTCSS tone that uses a .09 or anything in a hundredth of a hertz. I checked the manuals for several other Midland radios, and they all list 67.0 as Tone 1, with an exception of the MXT-115, which also has 67.09 on the chart in its manual. The MXT-275 is similar to the MXT-115. However, instead of a display in the control panel on the radio, the controls are integrated into the hand microphone. It's possible the CTCSS tone chart was duplicated from the MXT-115 manual to the MXT-275 manual. My guess is that the 09 is merely a typo, and it's really supposed to be 67.0. Of course, the real test is to try it, and if the Tone 1 setting gets you connected to the repeater, then it's probably just an error in the manual. Well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions for this episode. Send in your comments and questions for Danny or myself to show at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at TwoWayRadioForum.com. You can subscribe to The Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at TwoWayRadioShow.com or hear it on Apple Podcasts, Blueberry.com, iHeartRadio, or PodcastIndex.org. You can also subscribe by email. Click the subscribe by email button on The Two-Way Radio Show podcast page at TwoWayRadioShow.com, enter your email address, and you'll get the latest episode of The Two-Way Radio Show as soon as it's released. All right, well, I guess that does it for this episode Today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWayRadios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. And we're out.